When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Hugo Boss Unlimited 100ml Edition, now just $59.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday, the 17th of November, and it's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Wherever you are in the country, I hope you're having a cracking day so far, leading into the big weekend. Big weekend for ourselves. Anyway, but that's enough of that. We're going to talk about the radio frequencies because it was a very successful day for Simon from Auckland as he took out the big prize, $1,476. How good. Congratulations, Simon. And Auckland, well, today we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Just after 8 o'clock, we're putting the spotlight on SENZ Auckland's frequencies, 1476 AM. And just after 8 o'clock and throughout the morning, I'm going to give you the answer to the first question. So the first question is, who did the Warriors play in the inaugural NRL uh, competition in 1995? The answer is Brisbane Broncos. Brisbane Broncos. So there you go. There's the answer for the first question, the Brisbane Broncos. I'll be talking about that throughout the morning. And then just after 8 o'clock, one of you have a chance, have the opportunity to go and have a go at the Baz and Izzy's radio frequency. So stay tuned throughout the morning. We'll chat about that. And then, well, being in a beautiful part of the world in 2022, fast approaching, we thought it would be a great to get John Hart on to chat about the New Zealand Golf Open. And if you haven't had an opportunity to come down to Queenstown and watch the New Zealand Golf Open, make sure you do. It's a fantastic event, which is run by John Hart, who is the ex-All Blacks coach. And, well, myself and Baz have played it a couple of times. We haven't got the invite yet, so we're going to get him on to <laughs> see if the invite is on its way. But um, it'll be good to chat to Hardy and, and also get his take on the All Blacks. What's he seen? He's obviously coached them for a very long time. He's been an integral part within the New Zealand rugby community, being a part of the uh, Auckland Blues or the Blues uh, franchise at the moment. So great to get Hardy on and get his take on all things sport. And then we're going to chat a bit more rugby. We're going to talk about Bunnings NPC final this weekend and the high-flying Taranaki side take on Otago in the championship final. Tehorangi Walden has been a pivotal part for Taranaki's success. And he will join us this morning to chat about the final this week and why they've been so successful. They had a horrid year last year and this year they're eight from eight. So they're going great guns. And uh, we're going to chat to Tehorangi Walden 
who has been very, very good for them. And then we're going to talk some Warriors. Just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Tony Iroh. He, uh, he, he is a recruitment um, coach for the Warriors. He looks after the younger academy side, and he will talk to us about what the expectations are for the Warriors this year. Stacey Jones and King SJ just, just boarded their PJ and flew over to Australia. So <laughs> they're wrapping into preseason. Uh, and Redcliffe, so we're going to chat to Tony Iroh about the Warriors and their expectations for the year. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then to finish off the show, Ready to Run sales started yesterday. And wow, what a start. Yesterday I had no horse, now I own one leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. We, uh, we've got a little little dabble into a wee little... We're a little horse we're going to talk about later in the morning. Anyway, we've got Danny Ralston from New Zealand Bloodstock after a pretty successful day at the Ready to Run sales in Tarapa. you got to remember, they're always in Karaka. So this year, because uh, of COVID situation, they were in Tarapa. And we want to chat to Danny Ralston of New Zealand Bloodstock about the sales yesterday and heading forward. I know there's a few more horses that need to go out for auction. So looking forward to chatting to him. But it's been a, been a good show for you. Make sure you keep your texts coming in throughout the morning. Anything sport, the Black Caps at the moment are currently playing. India need five runs off the last over. Daryl Mitchell's just taking a quick wicket, so they're right in this game. And I'm going to quickly cross over to my good co-host and good mate. It's great to see him in the flesh. He's right next to me, and man, he is looking good, I must say. Baz Skip McCullum. Good morning, brother. Good morning, brother. Literally right next to me, which is uh, a a big change from... From your studio in Ahulka and my studio in Matamata, but it's nice to be here. It's a miracle we're on air actually mm. to arrive down here at Central Otago and park up here at Millbrook Resort. They had a lovely welcoming bottle of wine for us as well, and to for us to have been able to wake up at this time of the morning and make it on air is quite remarkable. So <laughs> I hope you're listening, Smitty. We're enjoying ourselves down here, old boy. <laughs> Thanks for your concern yesterday at eight fifty-five a.m. But we're, uh, it's nice to be here. Looking forward to the next couple of days down here in, in uh, Queenstown. And we do feel for those up in Auckland. Some, mm. A little bit of good news yesterday, obviously, with the, yeah. the borders set to reopen on December 15th. But we do feel for you up there. And hopefully, um, you know, we can try and bring a smile to your face with some of our some of our chat over the next little while and some of our guests that we bring forward. But, yeah, it's a couple of good days in front of us. Some good guests today. I'm looking forward to talking ready to run. Sales, congratulations on your purchase as well as oh, not my, not my purchase, mate. <laughs> mate. I bought half a leg, I think. Nah, I'm Doesn't pretty excited. I, I actually, obviously, I'm I'm pretty new to the horse game, pretty new to it. And and sitting down with you last night, we actually rang my mate that that bought the horse. We had a good chat, and just hearing your voice and getting an understanding of the breeding, I think we, you know, we've got a good opportunity to potentially have a good horse here. And and um, I'm very excited for for what it holds. I like just. From joining the show, mm. never punted. I punted a wee bit, but never really got onto it. And now constantly talking about the horses, getting a bit more of an understanding of the trainers, Jamie Richards, Stephen Marshall, they're the ones that stand out. Mm. Getting a bit more of an understanding of the horses. It kind of you kind of get that feel, you get that vibe, and I'm like, man, it'll be pretty cool. And and my mate that bought the horse, he said he's got to share in another horse, and just seeing his emotion when it won a Group Three, like he was crying and a tissue, yeah, a tissue, yeah, yeah. So who's tissue. racing this weekend? Yeah, and that's racing this weekend in the Gong. I'm not going to talk about it because um, every time <laughs> I do that, it goes poorly. But um, yeah, so like just getting it, and you, you know, you know, when your horses, your horse wins, it just a race. It must be a pretty special 
special feeling, Baz. Well, it's hard to replicate anywhere else, is, and that's why I think you've found already in the short space of time in the horse game, like the excitement of actually being attached to this animal and the dream. You know, you buy it at a sale, or you take a leg in it, or you know, a small share, and then you're part of the the dream, the vision. You know, yeah. straight away you start seeing yourself celebrating it, Flemington or Randwick, and you, <laughs> you know, you got across the line in a Group One win, and you've and and that's kind of the whole. That's part of it, and you know, it takes time, and the odds are. Are stacked against us to a degree, yeah. but that's part of the lure of it as well, I think. But mm. I'll I, I tell you what you've done, mate. You, you've you've gone in with the smart play, though, because you're not going in at the ground level. You're going in at a nice level. It's not too expensive, mm. but you're going in at a nice level. You've got good, strong New Zealand sire, and so you think, um, who's doing wonderful things over um, in Australia as, as a sire. He was one of my favourite racehorses. Mm. And then the broodmare sire is Lonro. Well, find a better racehorse than than Lonro. So you've got, and who's who's been able to leave some some incredible stallions too. So you've got, you're in the right, you're on the right path, my friend. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to have a good time. And I might jump in on you as well oh. with it as well. I just need, I just need to get it across the line. <laughs> with are with, you listening, Liz? Don't be listening because <laughs> getting across the line is sort of just also not telling you, and then the bill just turning up. <laughs> so, that's sort of how I bought most of my other horses, but so that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, um, I'm excited for you, mate, and we're looking forward to talking to Danny Ralston. Obviously, Tiakau opened the shoulders yesterday. Um, again, they bought the top lot, which was I think six hundred and forty thousand, which was um, by Sabaville out of a mare called Etiquette, who is the full. Uh, so sorry, is the sister to the Super Sire now, um, Sacred Falls, who's unfortunately passed away. Um, and it's a, some pretty awesome breeding there. So I look forward to chatting to him about the sale, which was actually incredible that it was held online, but they still were able to increase the average from 95,000 a horse to 125,000. Mm. And the, the median went from 60 to 100. Clearance was slightly down yeah, um, from 69% to 65%, but it is starting to improve as well. So well done to our friends at New Zealand Bloodstock. They've been wonderful to us yeah. here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And they looked after Baz and Flemo and isolation as well. Yes. Um, but I do want to talk to you about one thing is yeah. on our WhatsApp group today, we got this um, video sent through. <laughs> <laughs> video of it's the a... great Izzy Dag oh. with, who were you with? Ryan Crotty. I was with Ryan Crotty here, yeah, Sam Whitelock. And Sam Whitelock playing basketball. Yeah. And, and, and there was a little article, a little comment from you about your jet boat. Mm-hmm. And what's your jet boat's name? <laughs> so I don't even I, I haven't seen this obviously this YouTube clip, but the, yeah, everyone back in Auckland thought it'd be funny to find this YouTube clip and, and put it on the WhatsApp group. So we were watching it, and I was listening to it, and um, you know, I feel like my pronunciations come a long way, but man, I sounded hoary, didn't I? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sitting there. Talking away, and I'm, you're watching. I'm listening, going, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> who is that kid? Who is that kid from Hawks Bay?" Uh, anyway, I got a jet boat, and I was talking about it. And then I thought I'd be funny, and I, I, I called it Crew Slayer, <laughs> Crew Slayer, and and the guy I was talking to, he didn't actually laugh, so I thought I thought I had to spell it out to him. I I, I spelt it uh, C R E W Slayer. <laughs> And then he looked at me and he didn't even laugh again. Bez, Bez, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it, yeah, Bez? Yeah, let's <laughs> hear it. Just, just before we do that, just before we do that, we should say India have just beaten New Zealand in the cricket. They've 
New Zealand's run them down to the last couple of balls, but they've gone down by five wickets. But not a bad effort three days out after a World Cup final loss. So good effort from the Black Caps. Let's play it, Louis. Come on. I've actually named it the, um, the Cruz Slayer. So, Cruz spelling C R E W. So, so there you go. You can understand, like, it didn't really budge. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I thought, yeah, look, now I don't. Have you got the bit about, have you got the next bit where he says he spends more time on his boat than something else? No, no, I, we, we tactically don't have that. Um, <laughs> but, but Not for air. No, not for air, more off air. But yeah, surely the So You Think cult, which is a stunning horse. Congratulations. As he doesn't matter if it's a leg or if it's a neck or what it is, mate. It's a beautiful looking cult, but surely it's got to be called the Cruise Slayer. Oh, no, no, I don't think we'll go down the Cruise Slayer. But I, was, <laughs> I was talking to... Um, my mate that bought it last night, he had, he was actually quite serious to call it Dagger. He was. He was like, no, we'll call it Dagger. And I was yeah. like, Dagger? And he's like, oh. All right, we'll just, uh, we'll just have a little intermission there, Dagger. We'll get the lads back up down in Queenstown, of course, down at Millbrook Resort. It is a beautiful part of the world, but it is a little bit off the grid. A horse called Dagger. I don't know what the uh, backstory is there as far as the breeding goes. What we're going to do, we're going to shoot off. The Indians have beaten us in the cricket. Ravi Ashwin's up there talking now. Great effort by the lads, uh, as Baz pointed out, a few days after a World Cup semi, World Cup final loss. Rather, a lot of the players backed up. So we're going to shoot off. We are here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll catch up with the boys after this and we'll find out why exactly they want to call the So You Think cult Dagger, other than the obvious. It's Izzy Dag and he throws daggers left, right, and centre. It's quarter past six. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just coming up to 20 past six in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 811 to talk all things cricket, sport, rugby, horses, whatever. Dagger, maybe. You can want to talk a bit about Dagger that's just been bought at the ready-to-run sales. But no, give us a call anytime or text on double eight. Double three. We've got an early one from Mark here. Bears, good morning, lads and Trudy. So what's the haggle between you two? Don't worry about the rest of the golf. Who is going to have Bears and Izzy's morning show bragging rights? Bears? Well, you are, because I'm playing woefully at the moment. <laughs> so my handicap is not going to line up with my current state of golfing ability. I know you're coming off an injury, mm. but I think the great Stephen Fleming is correct. I think your ankle injury, your foot injury... <laughs> It's going to slow you down a little bit, and that's going to allow you to really find your tempo and your groove. And I think you're going to be a, you're going to be one of the favourites this week. Actually. Nah, nah, I played it's... yesterday and it wasn't was it pretty? I was um. Yeah, old... that's, that's practice run. You're a big you're a big game player, <laughs> <laughs> tournament play. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Nah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm really looking forward to. It. Um, look, to be honest, the best thing about that. Because we're in the same cart, mate. Oh, we're in the same cart. We've got a nice Yui boob. We've got, you know, just good banter. So that, that's all I'm, I'm. Like I said to you yesterday, mate, I'm here for the social aspect. Anyway, so looking forward to ripping in the next couple of days and, and chewing the fat with you, mate, behind behind closed doors. Really getting to know my, <laughs> my, my co-host, my partner. So looking forward to that. But anyway, mate, let's talk about this Black Caps. Black Caps, uh, three days post that final, mm. you know, you know, emotions, ups and downs and things like that, mate. It must be pretty hard. These guys have just travelled to India. 
they were pretty good. You know, they lost for five five wickets in the end, two balls to spare in their head. But um, what's your initial reaction and summation to that? Well, my initial reaction is it shows exactly who is controlling world cricket at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three days after a World Cup, you jump on yeah. a plane, you hit a hit across to India, and and you play in a bilateral series. So, look. I don't think it's ideal, but I completely understand it. And New Zealand cricket will be earning some really, really good brownie points with um, the BCCI. And you can look at that whichever way you want. But ultimately, he who pays rules and India are very much that at the moment. They they generate something like 80% of Mm. the income in world cricket and New Zealand cricket are dependent on it. So I thought the boys actually played quite well considering, you know, three days ago they they had their heart ripped out when they lost the World Cup final. And now here they are playing in a, in a bilateral series over in over in India, and, and without their captain came yeah. um, Tim Southey looked like he did a, a pretty good job. I see he spent most of his resource with the ball trying to get that game deep, which I like about Southey's um, sort of style of captaincy. A couple of guys got some runs in Guptill and and Mark Chapman, um, who's been given the opportunity without Conway and, and Williamson, um, and you know that look they'll be. They'll be disappointed they lost today, but I thought it was actually a pretty good effort, to yeah. be honest. Is. Yeah, yeah, to be able to back up after, you know, travel, a long way to travel, and then having to put on a performance and actually go really close down to the wire. Um, for you going forward, um, you know, India, they are a powerhouse. And what were your initial thoughts on India? Obviously, a new outfit, new yeah. coaching, new new captain. Uh, they'll be pretty impressed and pretty happy with that. Well, it actually looked like... Every player that came out to bat just then, I'm going, wow, he's a serious player. Yeah. <laughs> and then, boom, he comes out. So, Rishabh Pana rises. Like, wow, he's a serious player. And then, Shreyas I rises. Like, wow, he's a serious player. Like, just, that is the next wave of Indian mm. cricket. That's mm. a youthful, exuberant. This is the wave of cricketers who grew up in IPL era, yeah. in the Rockstar era. The previous era was based around the Tendulkas, the Lakshmans, the Dravids. So, now Dravids in the coaching situation. Lakshman's now running, is running Indian cricket. Um, from a development point of view. And this is the new wave of rock stars of Indian cricket. So they, they looked outstanding. There was actually one guy who made his debut today, which creates a few problems for me as KKR coach, actually. And I'll explain that in just a sec. So he made his debut, <laughs> Venkatesh Iyer. And he, we picked him this year. Um, Mate, I was so impressed with him for you guys. He was good, eh? in the bat and he could boom it. Real, real quality player, mm. like excitement like a real excitement yeah. machine and so the way the IPL auction works is you can well now you so you can, got him for cheap now you're gonna we got him for cheap like base price <laughs> it was something like 25 grand or something we paid from which in that competition is real cheap but he was uncapped and now you've got to you're able to retain oh. four players so for us you know we try and retain one or two overseas players and then you and then you I was thinking well we'll get to retain this fella for cheap but now he's played for India so now it makes it very oh. difficult because he's now capped. So you have to pay a whole lot more cash and yep. you have a salary cap. So it's going to create a few issues. But it was good to see him um, play a game. And this is this is what the new wave of players do. Yeah. First ball, he's batting. They need 10 off six to win. First ball wide. Second ball, bang, hits four. Third ball, tries to reverse sweep Daryl Mitchell over the over the man at that short third man and gets caught. But they're fearless, mate. Mm. This new new wave of cricketers, new wave of Indian cricketers are completely fearless. So, yeah, so it's, I think it could be a tough series for the Kiwis, but yeah. they'll find a way to be resourceful and be in the contest, mate. Yeah. They always do. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. You're right. I, I was very impressed with um, with that IA. And, and you spoke about 
cap players. So is it what four cap players max in your team? Is that how it works? And then the rest you can pick from. Does that mean is that Indian cap players or all cap? Players? No, all cap players. So you can retain four players because yeah. it's a, a full reset auction, right? Mm. So there's two new teams have come in. I think we've talked about it before. They went for nine hundred and fifty million US and six hundred and seventy million US or something. Um, and and so they. So because they're coming in, you've got to reset the entire thing. So all the existing teams get an opportunity to buy, um, uh, to retain four players. And then on those four players, I think the first one costs you something like 1.8 million or 2 million, 1.5 million, 1 million, 500,000 or something out of your salary cap of about 12 and a half million. So it's, it's kind of, it's not my forte as a coach trying to work all of that stuff out. I kind of just say to the boss, can He's a player I want. He's a player I want. He's a player I want. Can you just make that all happen? So we'll see. We'll see how good how good we end up. But so we're competing against Flemo and those guys as other franchises to try and get the players you want as well. So it's a fascinating little period. We've got to we've got to decide that at the end of the month. So that'll be a talking point. So how do you how do you well what you're you're over here? So yeah. have you got people on the ground recruiting? Because a lot of lot of cricketers in, in India. And so how do you go find that next? and you know players like that, that that are potentially going to go go big in the game yeah it's a good question actually we, like we've got scouts all through india mm. and also we're now looking at trying to put a scouting process in place where we actually have scouts across the globe Ooh. yeah because particularly places like afghanistan they they've got some quite incredible talents there mm. which can emerge from anywhere you don't need too many talents uh, scouts across the globe because you can only play uh, you can only pick eight overseas players in your team anyway but you certainly need them in India. Um, and there's obviously there's so much talent there too. Um, so we, we rely on those people. I don't know if it's the same in rugby. Mm. So they have ta- they have talent scouts throughout, say, Samoa and, and Tonga. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, because there is so much talent. I think of a guy, Malakai Fikitoa, mm. who was over in um, Tonga. And then um, yeah, I think uh, some uh, an outfit from Auckland went over and brought him back to Auckland when he was 16, 17, yeah, late into his teenage years. Send him to a, to a school, puckering a college, and just um just seeing the talent over in the islands. I think it's very uh, it's hugely important too because there's there's so much talent, and that's why I'm so excited about this new mm. competition with Moana Pacifica and Fiji Drua, actually giving them an opportunity to showcase them on the big level, the next stage. Because we probably only see five percent of the talent coming out of the islands, particularly, but um there is just so much talent mm. there, and now they've got their own base, their own team. I can just only see see positives from it. So, and um, and identifying talent early enough too, right? Mm. So that you can actually then harness it, yeah, and 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 work with it. So, and it's a huge part of the the island's economy as well. Like a lot of players over in Europe and and around the globe, they send a lot of money back into to Samoa, into Tonga, into Fiji, yeah, right. and that's a real big um, part of of how the economy stays afloat. Um, so it's hugely important to, to what they're about. But, um, mate, I love that little cricket chat for you and, and have a wee little look at it and seeing what they're about. And uh, I think quickly before we get to treating the news, mate, for you as a coach, when you see them go on, is that what it's all about? Yeah, it is, especially when you've sort of worked up close and, and personal with them and you've seen and, and you've tried to push them towards a certain sort of mm. bravery as a player as well. To see them take on options and develop and grow as players is yeah, that's what it's about, mate. Like, mm. You're trying to bring all these guys together, different ethnicities and cultures, and try and get them to head towards one common goal. Yeah. But it's the individual growth of the players. And if you've had any kind of impact on their careers, and even in the smallest way, that's what coaching's all about, right? 
And I found the same as a captain. Yeah, you're trying to achieve ultimate results for your team, for your country, but it's the growth of the players, which was the really important thing for me. But we can talk plenty more about that as we unfold this morning and every morning as well. But give us a text any time on double eight double three. Let us know your thoughts. We've got one quick one here. What odds does the TAB have on you for your golf and Queenstown update, please, Craig? I'd imagine very long odds, Craig. <laughs> anyway, it's 6.30 in the morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 28 minutes away from 7am this morning. Thank you for your time, wherever you're listening from, whether it be Next door neighbours to Baz and Izzy at the Millbrook Resort or up here in Auckland or wherever you are around the country. Stoked to have you on board. It's time for a loveracing.nz update. You might be in the Hawke's Bay. You might be in Hastings tuning in nice and early. Just trying to get the vibes. What's going on down there in the South Island? Um, Love racing, boys. Izzy's all about it today. Horse owner. How good. Ownership. That's brilliant. I'm very, very excited. Fired up for this so you think cult to follow the progression here there's nothing like having a toe or an ankle in the water and yesterday lads we got the markets opened for saturday's racing and i'm sure you've both had a good look i've been banging on about it how nice of a meet this one at tarapa is this weekend usually at counties monaco but of course the uh covid situation doesn't permit that so it's down the road there's group racing on the cards. Dunson feeds Auckland's Thoroughbred Breeders' Stakes. You've got the Counties Cup. And we've got the Hanui Farm Counties Bowl, which has quickly become one of the premier sprint races in New Zealand over the last few years. And last year's winner is backing up a mare called Levante. Yeah, the Prosia mare, uh, Levante. She's a bit of a freak, but she can do a lot wrong around the gates. She's a funny old horse. Sam Collett, who used to ride her, um, she has gone to Queensland. So Ryan Elliott's picked up the ride, and it's a grouse ride at that. So the county's bowl is a very interesting market. $2.50 is too short for me for Levante. $3.60 around Babylon Berlin. Well, she was dominant last start uh, down there at Rickerton in the Stewards. And there are plenty of chances, including Vamos Beeb, who was great last start. Rock and Horse flew home at Tarapa. This is an interesting, an interesting market especially when you think, consider that Gino Severini is in here at $31 and ran a very close second behind Mascarpone in the Foxbridge Plate here at this track. Another race that I was interested to see the odds for was this two-year-old race. So we've been talking about Opie Boston wasting down to 54.5, and Baz, you said you've seen him in his full sweat gear, walking from Waikato Stud to Matamata Township. Bright blue sky, the Fastnet Rock Philly, well, it didn't last long, the $2.10-olds. She's been punched into $1.90. The only thing here is... Mascarinto for Stephen Cole and Michael McNabb absolutely brained them on debut. And we know about these two-year-olds. It's pretty temperamental whether you get a one that, you know, wants to be a racehorse or not. And obviously the Opie Boss and Tiakau combination with Bright Blue Sky, Fastnet Rock, impeccably bred Philly is going to be a professional. But Mascarinto at $2.10, I mean, they're the clear two favourite in the market. I know that'll be both, they'll both be too short for you boys, but I was interested to see the $2.10 only lasted a matter of hours yesterday. So those are a couple of the markets. Um, you can go and have a look at the rest of them, and it's going to be a great weekend punting. Yeah, you're spot on. There is some good horses going around, Louis, actually. Crikey, even in race eight there, you've got two illicit traveling light coming back. you got whew, 
he got some serious fields. Let's just hope the the track plays well. Can get a little tricky there at times. It's dead track at the moment. It's showering, from what I understand, up in uh, up in the Hamilton, the Waikato region. So yeah, let's hope it it holds up. There's also a nice horse in race four there, Louis, which you didn't pick up on. Ah, Rabada. No, I'm, I'm with you, mate. We just don't have odds yet there. I'm looking. Yeah, let's keep it keep it on the down line. Yeah. <laughs> but you got the claimer. You got so Aaron Layton. So you're down to 56, which is going to be a really, really competitive weight in this race. You're actually going to be not far off bottom weight, probably. Yeah, the key is for us will be the track. Um, so you wouldn't want to see it move to a soft at any stage because he just won't get through that. He needs a, he needs a good track, so. We'll see how we go. I'm I'm interested, as you said, mate, in that um, in the uh, Hanui Farm Counties Bowl too, because I am a massive Babylon Berlin fan. But drawn eleven, it's a, it's an on speed type of mare, so just not sure if she's going to be able to jump on the speed that she needs to do. And then that to me then brings that um, Vamos BB right into calculations, and Levante will be getting home late, but. Maybe Vamos BB drawn five, Daniel Johnson, Jamie Richards, Trelawney stud own might just be able to get the lollies there. Maybe that might get my money actually. They are in for a they are in for a huge huge day. Sorry, is just Trelawney stud cheaper than divorce goes around favourite in the county's cup and these mares they've got are all just hitting their straps at the same time and then as you pointed out, to Elicit, who is actually probably at two dollars seventy, my bet. Maybe of the day, I haven't seen the Ooh. markets for the other fields, but I just thought to Alyssa in the red badge sprint at Hawke's Bay, hands and heels job, and that was a good field, and I just did a little bit of form on this race last night, and Travelling Light was good first up, and the money's come straight away, which suggests that she's probably ready again. Our alley hat, cat's good, but for me, it would probably be a to Alyssa job with a saver on Vanaza for Lance Noble and Leith Innes. Yep, I don't mind that either. don't mind that either. Excellent, Louis. Uh, we've got a couple of quick texts here. Well, I've got one quick text. BMAC talking to Izzy Dag about <laughs> Dag buying part of a horse while New Zealand are playing cricket in India. You two should be ashamed. Will you have commentary on any of the matches in India? That's K of Nairo. K, what do you mean? <laughs> we're watching the game in the background. We can multitask because <laughs> we're good Kiwi blokes capable of doing two things at once. So what do you want to talk about, Kate? Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. We can talk cricket, okay? Or if you just want to send us another text, double eight double three, I'll try and answer your questions on the Black Caps. And if I can't, then Izzy certainly will be able to. So we appreciate you sending us a message. We hope you didn't, we didn't offend you. We just have lots of passions here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have coming up next, it's time for Quizzy. It's time! Take on the Is Master and you could win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB and Cruise get on Slayer. to a list. <laughs> Call now 0800 This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. Time it is, it's quizzy dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louis, Trudy, Kez, and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to go. our quizzies, cause there's Satan in the bag. Oh, 800 150 811. Now give it a go. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> 
Here we go, here we go. It's time for Quizzy Day. We've got our phone ringing in the room because room service is on the way. We're getting bacon and eggs. And I think I need to change that intro because Joe is not, he's not one to brag. Well, he is bragging as of late. He is bragging as of late. So I might need to change that little intro. But anyway, it's time for Quizzy Dag. And we've got an absolute doozy for you. First up, we've got Alan from Fakatani. We love a bit of Alan on the show. Good morning, Al. Good morning, guys. How are you, my mate? Good, dude. I've been hearing this um, ad on the radio all the time about sperm diamonds. I think you guys should get in there and improve our sporting <laughs> progeny. Nah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a wee fella coming out of a hooker, mate. Watch him. Arlo, he'll be good. He'll be good. Hey, mate, question number one. Question number one, Al. Who currently yep. leads the Plunkett Shield? Canterbury. Yes, Al. Congrats, yeah. Question number two. What year will the next America's Cup be held? Five. Um, 2024. Yes, Alan. Yes, Alan. Here we go. Question number three. National 400-meter hurdle record holder Cameron French has switched to which sport for next year's Commonwealth Games? Five. Oh, um... <laughs> Javelin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Al. Good guess, mate. But no. Sorry, Bubba. Have a cracking day, bro. Okay, you too. We're going to go to Mark. We've got Mark and Tauranga. Good morning, Mark. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go, Mark. Question number three. National 400 meter hurdle record holder Cameron French has switched to which sport for next year's Commonwealth Games? Track cycling. Yeah. Well done. Nice, nice. Question number four. How many points have the Blackburns scored in their three tests? On the Northern Tour, how many points has the Black Ferns? That's a toughie. Uh, I think I heard on the news, is it 44? No. Oh, close, close, Marky. Cheers, brother. All right, we're going to go to Tom in Christchurch. Morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. What's the weather like, mate? What's what's it like in Uh, Christchurch? I'll look outside the window. Yeah, overcast, but I think it's going to burn off. It's going to be great. What about Queenstown? Oh, blue skies, mate. Bit of snow on on the tips of the mountains. And uh, we just got Bricky on the way, mate. We're good down here. Anyway, question number four. How many points have the Blackburns scored in their three tests on the Northern Tour? No, I'm just missing two, but I'll go 43. No. Close. Close, Tom. Thanks very much, mate. Have a good day. David, we're going to go to David in Christchurch. Morning, Dave. Morning. Good morning, guys. I'll go 42. Oh, no. No, it's not not 42, Dave. Sorry, bud. We're going to go to Zaid. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. How many points has the Blackburn scored in the three tests? Is it 45? No, it's not not 45, sorry. We are going to go to Sorry. Tim. We're going to go to Tim. Good morning, Tim. Morning, buddy. 
How many points have the Black Ferns scored in their three tests on their northern tour? Is it 44-0? It is 44-0. Well done. Here he, here he is. Here he is. Question number five to win that $50 TAB voucher. Here we go. The, the Fosbury flop is a technique <laughs> used in which sport? High jump. You, you any good at high jump? Oh, I was, I was probably all right. No, I'll probably just smash right through it, you know, and then walk off. Were you a bit more of a scissor kicks over, over or a bit of a Fosbury? What did you go for? Oh, probably, probably the, probably the scissor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Well, congratulations, Tim, mate. Cheers for calling, and uh, have okay. a good day, brother. You too. Good work. Thanks, Tim. Good effort. That was Quizzy Dag, of course, brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Also, remember that we have our little frequencies, the Baz and Izzy radio frequencies at 8 o'clock. Remember, we're putting the spotlight on SNZ's Auckland frequency. I stress it's the Auckland frequency up there in the 09, 14.76 a.m., and we're giving you the chance to win 1476 bucks, just like Simon did yesterday. And that is with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Ten questions. We just need ten answers. What do you got there, Iz? Who did the Warriors play in the inaugural NRL game in 1995? And the answer is for the Brisbane Broncos. That is question number one. There you go. We're helping you. We're, gee, we're sharing the love from down here at Millbrook. It's 6.51 in the morning. We've got coming up here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, we love this. It's Trudy's world. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast from on SCNZ. We're three minutes away from 7 o'clock and Trudy in the news. But right now, Trudy's up and about because December 15th, she has some freedom. So it's time to hear from Trudy's world. It's 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 Trudy's world. A <laughs> great song. Um, yeah, no, December fifteenth. I probably won't join in the queues. I don't think. I think that would just be madness. It would be crazy. But and I tried to get up north to see my mum um, for an early Christmas, December one two, and now that won't work. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Hey, you were talking before about um, changing the Quizzy Dag intro song. Maybe the yeah. Trudy's World intro at the same time. We've just found okay. out you've um, got a boat, Izzy, called Crew Slayer. So can we have that added into the rap, please? So you've got a bit of homework while you're down there in QT, <laughs> by the fires um, there, by the lake, by the brazier, sipping on a pina. I've got a lot going. I've got a lot on at the moment, Trudy. I don't need homework. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we needed you rap, especially with Crew Slayer. Um, now, I've always been a bit of a sports fan. Wherever I have travelled in the world, I have gone to where the stadiums are, where the arenas are. Like, I've gone, I think it started with Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, and then it, I was at the Olympic Stadium in Sydney, and then when I went on my OE to London, I went to Twickenham and Wembley. And this Lawrence is real Joe kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but just to go to the stadium, like, go to the games. Like, I've just loved it. And my brother yeah. lives in Georgia in the States, so I've been to Augusta, and I've been to the Staples Centre. We went to a game and that I've just found out this morning that the Staples Centre is changing its name after 22 years and I don't think I, I can call it this it's yeah, you know, is he? What's you say? What it's going to be called in your it's stadium? Be called crypto, isn't it? Crypto something. Crypto.com like, Arena. 
What is going on? Is is, is this crypto just going to... Is it taking over the world, Trudy? It is, my love. It's $700 million. $700 million they've paid to change the name of the Staples Centre. Oh, Believed yeah. to be the richest naming rights in sporting history in the yeah, world. It's a bargain if you think about it like as only 11,574 Bitcoin, though. Nice conversion there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Look at, look at you go. Oh, crypto. Hey, oh, you got a bit. Oh, mate. Oh. I mean, you know, horse racing's got to be funded somewhere. Bitcoin to the moon. <laughs> and I'm going to be a bit controversial here, and then I'm going to leave you guys to chat over this. But I was watching the sports news last night on TV, and, the, and they were interviewing the Blackburns. Obviously, they've had all those losses. But I'm really sorry to say it. They just don't look like athletes. Like, you know, I just these women should look more sp- I don't know. They just didn't look like athletes to me, and I thought I'd get your take on it. Um, that's that's fascinating. No, I, I, Probably easier for you to say than us. To yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I can't get away with it. But no, I just no, thought, I, I thought they'd look fitter, to be honest. And that's I, get, I yeah. get where you're coming from because I think you look at, at the French side and the English side and how powerful they are mm. when they're playing, and how you know just really explosive, they're really fine-tuned athletes. I definitely 100 percent get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they must have they must have systems in place and trainers and they will. dietitians and everything. They so. will. Yeah. They will. They, they'll have all that. Um, look at yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. I know John Jim K's Jim K's brought it up the other day, but mm. um, anyway, we'll get to that. We'll have a wee chat after seven. Anyway, coming up after seven o'clock, we got John Hart. We're going to talk all things golf, bit of rugby as well. But right now, we're craving a McCafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday, the 17th of November. We've got through the first hour. We're just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great quizzy dag. Well done. A little winner there. We've had Louis on giving us a few tips, leading us into a few horses big weekend of racing it just never gives in never gives in and we'll be having a wee dabble throughout the weekend the gong the gong on the weekend the tissue is racing and i'll talk about that a bit later on the show anyway coming up coming up make sure you stay tuned baz and izzy's radio frequencies we're putting the spotlight on senz auckland's frequencies 1476 am 10 questions Get them all right, like Simon yesterday, you walk away with $1,476. How good would that be? Anyway, question number one. Who did the Warriors play in the inaugural NRL match in 1995? The answer is the Brisbane Broncos. So make sure you stay tuned. After 8 o'clock, we'll be doing that quiz, and one of you will have the chance to walk away with $1,476. How good would that be? Anyway, coming up on the show, we have Tehorangi Walden. From Taranaki, we're going to talk a bit of NPC as they head into their championship final against Otago. They've been high-flying this year. They've been very, very good after a horrid, torrid last year. Um, they're eight on the row, and they're heading into a final. They're going to look very, very good. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Tony Iro about the Warriors and uh, their expectations this season. SJ and Stacey Jones just flew over to Australia to reconnect with the squad in Redcliffe, so looking forward to chatting to Tony Ira. But right now, we're at Millbrook, and it'll be remiss of us to not talk about Millbrook and the golf. <laughs> hey? Is that, are you saying 
I should intro you're the gonna, great John Hardy. You're going to intro the great John Hardy. Okay, let me intro Hardy. Come on then. I know we've been having a laugh about how we're down here and we're sort of here for work, but some of you have your suspicions that we're really just on a golfing boys trip a la Daisy and Liss. But seriously, look, don't think there isn't a sporting element to what we are doing down here. You could even say that we might be the advance party early contingent. Just checking on the Millbrook Greens ahead of the 102nd 102nd edition of the New Zealand Golf Open, which is to be held at Millbrook Resort between the March the 31st and April the 3rd of 2022. John Hart is the chairman of the New Zealand Open, of course, former All Blacks coach, absolute champion, also a, ra- a horse racing man. He joins us on the line now. Good morning, Hardy. Good morning, boys. How are you? All the better for talking to you, my friend. Yeah. We're just down here at Millbrook working out, you know, if if the invite's coming through on the email in any stage, told Izzy and Baz. <laughs> I, I'm checking daily, think Hardy. That, I'm checking I, daily. I did think there could be a uh, ulterior motive to this call, but um, you know, it's very nice, very nice to hear from you. And I must say, you're still on the list, which is really good. The list hasn't oh. been finalised, but you're still on it. Um, but you know, so you know, you can keep your hopes up a little longer. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, like thanks, Hardy. Hey, um, Hardy, all, all seriousness, it's been obviously COVID's been challenging for a lot of different businesses and sporting organisations, etc. But from from your point of view, the the constant need to juggle and pivot and try and get things locked and loaded to still host what's what's the premier sporting or golfing event in New Zealand, it's just must have been must have been such a headache. But you look like you're close now. Yeah, it's been a really difficult time and, um, you know, we are trying, doing everything we can to to hold the event and give ourselves every opportunity to do so. Um, You know, I think it's something that New Zealand needs. Events have been cancelled throughout the country, continue to be cancelled. And we think that this gives the country something to look forward to, particularly but to Queenstown, because Queenstown's had such a really hard time through COVID. And... um, so, yeah, we're working really hard, um, but we're in the hands of government. In the end, um, it will depend on what, you know, what alert levels of many are uh, working, uh, what's the availability or the accessibility for people to come into the country um, yeah. with minimal um, isolation requirements. So, you know, we sit each day planning. We, we're, we're making sure that we're going to put on a great event, but we're still in the hands of government. Yeah, interesting you mentioned about Queenstown there as well, Hardy, because I took the cab from the airport out to Millbrook um, yesterday evening to come and catch up with Izzy here at, at the resort. But the taxi driver I was speaking to, he's a he's been a born and bred local, and he mentioned just the impact of COVID on the tourism sector here and how Queenstown just ground to a halt and effectively has been government funded. So how, having such an event like the New Zealand Open, it must be something for them to just grab onto, and, and have they really sort of gotten behind you to help out as well, the the local? Um... Absolutely. I mean, we have received fantastic support from the area, uh, and particularly from the Queenstown Regional Events Fund, which has come in and given us some money to help. Because you know, we face the loss of a lot of our international sponsors if they're not able to travel, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of our income. You know, but yeah. probably 65 percent of our income now comes from international uh, sponsors. So. You know, we're working, um, we need that local help. We need government help to get this across the line. Um, 
And so I've got to say that the, the local support we've had from uh, the Queenstown people and Queenstown community um, gives us more enthusiasm to make sure we don't let them down. Hey, Hardy, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on, on, on the show. Hey, I want to talk to you about overseas players and sponsors. Potentially, uh, we, it's, you know, it's unknown and we don't know if they're able to attend. If they aren't able to attend, would the competition and New Zealand Open, would that still be you know, a, a viable option going forward if, if they're not able to, to be able to attend? Well, we've, um, we've, we've spoken to all our sponsors and kept in close contact and um, we have agreed that in the event that international travel um, from Asia is not possible because um, a lot of, as you know, a lot of our major sponsors are from Korea, from Indonesia, from Hong Kong. Um, if that wasn't able to happen, then uh, we would look, still look to run a tournament based on an Australasian uh, field. And um, that means, of course, that travel between New Zealand and Australia has to be uh, on, and that's a minimum we require, really, is for that to happen. Um, so we are planning on you know, an international tournament or an Australasian tournament. Or worst-case scenario, we might even consider and go with a New Zealand-only tournament, but that would be a different, uh, totally different uh, context in terms of um, the, the amount of people, the, the size of the field, and also, you know, the prize money. So working really hard, and, and you know, the, the thing that I love about where we are at the moment is um, our international sponsors are saying to us, you know, we will support you in some way, um, even if we're not able to come. So that's got to say, you know, that's, shows that we're in pretty good standing um, and I'm, I'm really confident that we can hold a tournament as long as, I, as, long as government um, doesn't impact on us in any negative way. Hey, I just want to talk to you, how, how proud are you at the moment of, of the current success of New Zealand golfers? A lot of golfers that have played in the New Zealand Open and have actually gone on on the big stage and not just New Zealand golfers. I look at Lucas Herbert mm. and seeing his success around the world. Is that a big part to why you run this event as well, mate, seeing the success in golfers go on and, and achieve big things? Well, we, we, we obviously try to um, we try to create an event that gives great exposure for New Zealand and New Zealand golfers, but also international golfers, because it's very much now an international tournament. You know, we have um, the tournament is on, on the Australian tour, it's on the Asian tour, has a relationship with the Japanese tour uh, and also the Korean tour. So, I mean, um, it is an international, it has international standing. You know, probably the, the most uh, incredible thing for me and the thing that gives me most satisfaction is my former partner that I played with a few years ago, Steve Elka. I mean, just yeah, look good. what he's done on the Champions Tour. And I was in contact with him yesterday and he, he, uh, he's confirming to me that if there was any if his schedule allows, he will be doing everything possible to come to New Zealand and play in the Open. Well, that would, you know, that's fantastic because that guy's, you know, what a trade. He was, he was oh, looked upon so as a journeyman and, and a tradesman. And now, you know, he, he's playing with Phil Mickelson and taking him to fire. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, what would be the chances of getting him back? I know you just spoke about it, but that would be a great kid. He's just given us all, all us old players hope. Going forward, that age is not a number. Age is only just a number, Hardy. <laughs> you're not thinking of you're not thinking of coming back and playing rugby, is he? I mean, age is a number, but you well, know, let's be age honest, is a number, but it's a number that knocks some over too. But yeah, it can work. It can work, and it can work in golf, mate. It certainly does, and I agree. I mean, this is a fairy tale story, isn't it? It's yeah. just 
unbelievable to see what he's done. Not you'd think maybe once he's done. He's done it five, what six, seven weeks in, in a row virtually. So yeah. fantastic. But he's very Speaking keen of... to come because he's um, and he'd be a real jaw card for us. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's flying around the world at the moment, making a couple of dollars as well. <laughs> Speaking of dollars and numbers, um, Izzy bought his first horse last night, Hardy. I know you're a mad, a mad, mad racing man. How's your racing team going at the moment? Uh, ours is a bit slow at the moment, Izzy. I just want you to know that that it's not all fair on skittles in this game. So if Baz has if Baz has made you buy a race horse, I'm very I didn't. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, I can't believe he'd take you down that journey. But anyhow, no, great fun. I mean, the racing industry is great fun. And I, we, we've got horses going around, but not, not many at the moment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to another subject then, something which has been quite hot on our show recently. What about, I hope you don't mind asking uh, us asking you about what you think on, on how the All Blacks are going at the moment? Not at all. I mean, um, you know, I, 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 as a former coach, i got to say, I, I stand and watch what happens. And when the All Blacks have a loss, um, mm. you know, the Knights come out and, and all of a sudden they're failures and they can't do this, they can't do that. And, uh, you know, I think we've got to remember that if Akira Ioani's try had been given, which I thought it should have, um, yeah. uh, the All Blacks were in front 27-26. <laughs> Um, mm. And maybe go, and would I think would go on and win it. So it's it's just at the margins are pretty small. But I I I, I did think that um, I thought I feel I know the defensive uh, performance was um, you know outstanding. But I did think some of them looked a little tired. Some yeah. of the forwards might have come to the end of their run. So I would expect Ian Foster will make a, a number of changes this week because I just think the tour's caught up with a few. Um, it's been a hard tour. I don't. I don't think people understand. You know, if you lock down most of the time and 14 weeks away, 15, whatever it is, yeah, that's a long time and it's hard work, and particularly for those who aren't playing a lot. So, uh, you know, I the country's got to get behind them this weekend. Um, it'll be great to get up because I think the French are a team I see as potential World Cup winners in, in 223. Um, yeah. I think they're young. I think they're athletic. Uh, they're on the way up, um, and it'll be a huge challenge and a bigger challenge without probably our most experienced backs in, in Bowden Barrett and Anton mm. Leonard Brown. That that makes it hard. Um, but it's an opportunity for others. Um, it wouldn't, yeah. uh, you know, I think Quinta is likely to get a run, possibly could get a run. Uh, hopefully Aaron Smith plays, because I think we were lacking badly in that area. Um, yeah. And if he played, that that, that, that that will certainly overcome some of the leadership and um experience loss but I think I'd, I'd see some changes and um, you know I I think they'll step up but what we do have to recognise the Irish played fantastically well I mean yeah, yeah. they were not only physical uh, they were skillful um, and you know probably in the way the game went they deserved to win yeah no you're right Hardy you're right Hardy I think they defended really well and I'm expecting a few changes as well thinking Aaron Smith will start at nine Potentially, hopefully, maybe Sam Kane going at seven and maybe Kiriwani adding some physical dominance at six and seeing a bit of a backlash this weekend. Hey, quickly, before we let you go, mate, how are the Blues tracking? I know you got your firm hand on the Blues and Leon McDonald and, and the squad shaping up for next year's uh, Super Rugby Pacific competition. Are you happy with how things are transitioning in, in Auckland there? Yeah, I look, uh, Blues had a great year this year in terms of yeah. you know, the way we finished and... Uh, 
I think we've recruited really well, and uh, mm. our squad will be announced. Like you know, this is about to be announced, obviously. And uh, yeah. we've got a, I think we've got a strong squad. Um, the addition of Joe Smith to our coaching team, um, you know, as a support coach, is fantastic news for us. And uh, you know, we're very positive about uh, 2023, but you know, it's still it's 2022, but it's another year. You know, mm. you got to start again and. You can't just say, well, we had a good year this year, it'll happen again, it won't. But I'm, I'm very confident in our, uh, our management, our coaching team. I think on and off the field, we're doing a lot well, a lot very well. And uh, we're populated by really good people. So I'm hoping for a big year for the Blues in 222. Yeah, just just quickly touch on that Joe Smith signing, mate. What will he bring? I and mean, I know he's very close with, with Leon McDonald. And just before we let you go, just quickly on Joe Smith, like... How'd you get that over the line for one? You're full of surprises at the Auckland Blues. And two, what, what would he add to the squad and Leon and, and the younger coaches, young defensive coach McGrath? Well, I make no secret that I've been uh, talking to uh, Joe for three years. So um, <laughs> I've been trying to get him to the Blues for a long while. And, uh, yes. you know, finally, when he decided he'd like to put his toe back in the coaching, um, we had an opportunity uh, with Tana going. Um, yes. He'll bring experience. We've got a very young coaching team. Um, other than Tom Coventry, you know, our, our coaching team's very, very young. He'll bring experience and support to Leon. Uh, Tana was a very big strength to Leon. And, 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 and there's no doubt that um, Joe will bring that. He's got experience. He will lead the defensive program. He will grow Craig uh, uh, McGrath as a coach under him. So I think it's a really, it's a really good um, appointment for, for the Blues and for our coaching staff. Yeah, beautiful, Hardy. I've, I've caught it already. Crusaders, Blues, final. I've picked it going forward to next year. It'll be outstanding, mate. Hey, I really appreciate your time, John Hart. I know you're a busy man, but um, Thanks, we, look, we look forward to chatting to you soon. We look forward to getting that email very shortly. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you, boys. And, uh, thank, and make sure you keep enjoying my most favourite place in the world, Melbourne. Bye. Oh, it is beautiful. Yes. Thanks, Hardy. Take care. Yes, so as Hardy just said, as Hardy just said, we are staying at Millbrook Resort right now, and it's the ultimate five-star luxury resort, Baz. The ultimate and world-class golf as well is Millbrook's Resort's two 18-hole championship courses will be open to the public 3rd of January 2022. Put that one on your calendar, and they are a feast for the senses. Golfers paradise. I had a wee hit on that new nine yesterday, mate. It is absolutely outstanding. So you won't be let down from that. It is so, so good. So anyway, come and explore two of the most beautiful 18-hole courses in the world with Millbrook's Resort. New stay and play package. The multi-award winning Millbrook Resort. Visit millbrook.co.nz to find out more and book your next day that is Millbrook and that was John Hart I love getting Hardy on the show he's yeah. such a champion bloke he's so well-rounded doing magic things for New Zealand golf still across obviously rugby right throughout New Zealand and the Auckland Blues as well so look forward to watching them play this year and we appreciate John Hart joining us on the show as well I guess one uh, one thing I sort of picked up then is when he mentioned about the World Cup and mm. still being able to win the World Cup if you look at Australia in the most recent T20 World Cup. They lost their last five series going into that World Cup. Mm. So what's more important, to win bilateral series or to win the World Cup? And maybe in New Zealand, we're used to dominance throughout the All Blacks all year round. And maybe the rest have caught up and we should be changing, shifting our our thought process to now saying, well, our our main goal is the World Cup. Mm. We're going to have to lose a few games and a few series along the way. Yeah. 
but to make sure our systems are ready to roll come World Cup time. Let us know what you think on double eight, double three. Or give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 It is 7.20 in the morning here, broadcasting live from Millbrook, Central Otago, Queenstown, beautiful part of the world. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 7.26 in the morning. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 Give us your reaction to John Hart's comments just then on maybe the All Blacks and and his take on it, we're going to get Izzy's in just a second. As I glance out the door here in our room in Millbrook, I spent the best part of my career trying to avoid duck like the play. And now there's two ducks and three ducklings sitting outside the door and they're looking very cute. So I said open the door and bring them in, but you didn't want it. No, nah, they're having a go at my cigar, which is sitting out there. But anyway, mate, just to, just to, uh, to pick up a little bit on, um, on Hardy stuff. Oh, we better mention the frequencies as well, eh? We're keeping in mind that at 8 o'clock, we are putting the spotlight on SNZ's Auckland frequency. Auckland, the 09. It is 1476 AM. And we're giving you the chance to win $1,476 with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Ten questions. We just need ten answers. And the question that Izzy has asked you is... Who did the Warriors play in their inaugural match in the NRL in 1995? And the answer is the Brisbane Broncos. Right, talk to me some code. A little bit of what Hardy said, and and you picked up on a couple of things there is. Yeah, it is. I picked up on a few things, and I feel, yeah, I'm probably guilty of it as well. Like when the All Blacks lose, you get, you're really passionate. You want to see them do really well. You want to see them dominate. And he kind of made the the question, and he really brought it home about the game. They were defensively outstanding, so you never ever question their heart. There, they just they played. You know, they defended what their lives were. You know, realistically, the the Irish could have scored plenty of tries against other sides, but the True. All Blacks, you know, they defend their line with their, with their you know big hearts and big ticker. So, you know, hats off to them. But on the other side, of we spoke about it, um, there's there's just that feeling now that that other sides have just. They've, they've realised and they've kind of clipped on that maybe the you spoke about maybe the All Blacks just aren't as dominant as they have been in previous years and, and where our expectations of them yeah. now are, are always to win, always to win. And you had the great question of, of, off air: Do we want them to win every game now and then head to the World Cup and lose the World Cup, or do we want them to build, find some cohesion, find that team, find that connection, mm. and lose a few now? And go and win the World Cup in 2024 mm. in France. So, let us know what your thoughts are on that on double eight, double three. Would you are you happy to take a few losses now to get the success of a World Cup in the next time round? Or as a former All Black, mm. you tell me, are you happy to lose a few now to win a World Cup? Ah, oh, look, when I was playing, I never ever wanted to lose. Never want to lose. I did anything possible, and I, look, I hate going back to it, but. That was just always our mindset. You wore that jersey every single time, and you never want to lose. And I know those boys; they never want to lose. They never want to have a have a you know get out, out forward, or just you know lose it, lose a match against Ireland. But I think we've got to put it into perspective. Other teams are just catching up, and other teams have been, been innovative. They've kind of seen what the All Blacks are about for many years. They've been mm. dominant for ten years, and when you see a team dominate for ten years, you find a way to to repel that dominance. And that's what other sides have done done at the moment. For us, I feel we have to be a bit more innovative with our play. So in the on the preseason, in the off season, I want I want Fozzie and Brad Moore. I want them to go a go away 
and be proactive about how we're playing our, our game, our structures. But then on the other side, yes, we have our structures in place. Our structures are there for when the game slows down and we need to get kick-started again. But once the game is flowing, I want us to just keep playing that freestyling type of rugby, playing with instincts. Like rugby is a simple game at the end. You you manipulate the defence, the defence has to go here, there's got to be space somewhere. And at the moment, I feel like we're just always going back to our pods, we're going back to our tip runners, we're going back to our structures. Those structures are there for a reason, but when it's time to just play rugby, Let's play rugby. You need players around you to have a look, see what the defence is doing, have a go, run some great lines, just play rugby. And that's what Kiwis do. Growing up, we play with instincts, we play freestyle type of footy. So mm. for us, I just feel like we need to go go back to that. And I feel like this weekend, we're going to get a backlash, mate. I reckon they're going to repel. And, it, and it's always the case when you get spoken about, when people you know think poorly of you or say things that maybe hurt your feelings you're going to get a reaction. So expect that this weekend. Love it. It is outstanding. Bit of, plenty of structure, but a lot of Sailor V freestyle as well. Give us a call on 0800-150-811 or text on double eight double three 7.30 in the morning. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from eight o'clock, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Back to Millbrook in a second. Just a couple of sporting headlines to build on from off the back of Trudy's news there, lads. Yeah, well, Roger Federer. I spoke about him yesterday or the day before, looking unlikely for the Australian Open. He does not expect to return from his latest knee surgery in time for next year's Wimbledon. Now, so this is from the goat's mouth himself. Uh, the 40-year-old now, so he is getting on, has said, the truth is that it would be inc- incredibly surprised to play Wimbledon at 40 or 41 years old, and there won't be a big difference if I return in 2022 or 2023. So, as I preempted a couple of days ago, it's starting to trend like we're going to be lucky to see him in another Grand Slam, and I think the writing is on the wall that he is probably trying to look after his body to get him to a point where he can compete again, but... He's going, his body's been put through the absolute ringer at the moment. It's not like we haven't seen this with those guns before, those top, top level guys. I think of Tiger Woods, what his back went through, and he still managed to get there, and he climbed the mountaintop again. But tennis, as you boys both know, is a sport that is absolutely brutal on those hard courts on your joints. And when you start to get to that age and the amount of surgeries he's had, that's looking a bit touch and go. And yeah, Russia Erasmus, this is a fascinating story. So, do you remember when, or well, he... After that first Springboks Lions test that they lost, he came out and made that hour and 20 long video, pretty much just dissenting the referees and the match officials saying they'd done a terrible job. Well, World Rugby has gone bang here. They've banned him from all rugby activity for two months, which I can't remember for a director of rugby ever. I mean, this is incredible. And I guess when they've found, and this is what World Rugby have found, premeditated multiple abusive and insulting comments and attacks on the officials' integrity, what else are you meant to do? So he can't take part in Springboks match days until October, and he can't deal with the media, any of that. All rugby activity, coaching, the lot of it, until, until uh, yeah, we way down the track. He's been warned as well, and fair enough. Baz, do you remember yeah. the story? It was crazy, eh? I do, and at the time I said, this guy's completely off his head, he's lost the plot, and I still stand by that. However, what if he's right? Mm. And and what, just because he challenged A people, ref. yeah, mm. so he gets banned? Like, is that not, 
Like you're not allowed to you're have a, a disagreement. You're not allowed to challenge. Yeah. So are we, what sort of? I I'm actually. That's I just can't believe I'm saying I'm world Rugby. Can't yeah, be. yeah. Saying so, oh, I'm I'm probably similar, mate. Like you, you, I think World Rugby are just flexing their muscles here and just just yeah. really saying we're we're on top here. There's a lot of people around the world trying to, you know, run the shit. But no, that's but Bill Beaumont's just flexing his muscles. But you're right, mate. Like we we love refs and we we, we need them in our game. They're a pivotal part of our game. But they're going to get it wrong, and we get it wrong. We're human. We all make mistakes. But it's okay. Like as a player, and you're probably the same. We we got judged every time. I had, I had articles written about me abusing me from from a certain someone on, on you know from from one of the uh, paper stations or, or places like that. And I never went. You know, we, we would love to have gone out. Why don't we go out and sack them for two months so they're off here and, and you know things like that. So it just I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel of it. It's a yeah. funny one, Bez. Yeah, I reckon it's a bit funny because it, it's kind of it's very dictatorial, isn't it? It's sort of like, well, you you will do as we say. Maybe it's not so much what he said, but how he said it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, so, Baz. It's the premium. Yeah. It's the the multiple abusive and insulting comments. I think is that's the highlighted key point. So I think you've, yeah. you've kind of. I, I need think... to have a listen to it again and kind of get a real inkling of, of you know what was really said. And if he was really sca- having a scathing attack on the refs, then you know it's probably it's yeah it's the way it's worded. I think yeah. I need to have a listen and. Get me a bit more of an understanding, mate. But um, no, I love that from you, Rassi Erasmus. He's been stood down. It'll be interesting to see how they go, South Africa, because he's been a, a, around the, the team for a while now, and we know the difference that he actually makes. And can South Africa still be the powerhouse that they are, Louis? So, yeah, looking forward to to seeing what happens there with South Africa. But right now, anyway, coming up, we got Tehorangi Walden coming up from Taranaki. We're going to have a chat to him about the championship. Bunnings NPC final this week. They are facing against. They are facing off against Otago. So it'd be great to chat to him, and he's been going great guns as well. Looking forward to to seeing what he has to say heading into this weekend's final. But he he's back up shortly. We're back soon. Yeah. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. How good we are. Seven forty-two a.m. in the morning here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And well, coming up, we're going to talk some rugby. We're going to talk some Taranaki rugby. Taranaki lacked the championship in the regular season in this year's MPC, finishing on 39 points, which would have had them had them top of the premiership too. How good. It'll mean nothing to the men in amber and black, though, if they can't finish the job in Inglewood this Saturday against a determined Otago side in the championship final. Teorangi Walden is the captain of Taranaki, and he's playing outstanding as well. I must say, old Tate, and he's with us this morning. Morena. Kia ora, Izzy Dick. How are you, man? I'm good, my brother. How are you, bro? I'm good, as Good, as Good to hear from you. You too, you too, mate. How's the week been? You, you boys have been outstanding throughout the season. You must be very proud as, as a captain. Yeah, man, it's um, oh, exciting times, finals footy. Um, not many people get the chance to, to play in a final um, at the NPC level. So, yeah, pretty mm. stoked um, for the boys and, yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a good week so far. Mate, um, tell us about this year. Tell us about this year. What what has really clicked for you and the Amber and Blacks? You know, like you you, you had a, a pretty tough year last year. This year you're playing yeah. outstanding, undefeated. You know, what, what do you pinpoint that to? It's a, it's a hard one. I've been asked that quite a few times, to be honest. But um, yeah. it's sort of been sort of in 
sort of been building for about three years now. We've sort of been together, and um, like you said, we've sort of struggled the last few seasons. Um, but we've kept the same sort of group together, which is it goes a long way. And um, the boys are just yeah, really connected this year, built a good culture, and um, no, playing some good footy. And I think the difference on the field, the boys aren't scared to have a crack. We're just sort of throwing the ball around, and um, probably the main thing is just having fun out there. Eh? It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun, mate. I remember the, the regular season game against Otago. It was a tough one. It was a tight mm. little battle down there in Dunedin, yeah. mate. So have you spoken about this week and, and doing your, the rights from wrongs from the last match when, when they put you under a lot of pressure, particularly they scored some great tries? What has been the main yeah. messages this week? Yeah, Otago's a tough team to play. Um, obviously, I've got a, quite a good relationship with a lot of those boys and they've got some talent in their team and they're definitely hitting hitting their straps later in the season too. So um, we're definitely aware of that. But um, a lot of our focus has been on us. When we've got our game going well, we, uh, we've been good this season and probably just sticking to our strengths around um, our skill set and uh, yeah, moving the ball, I guess. But uh, this weekend, yeah, it's going to be a whole new challenge, finals footy. Um, there's going to be some big moments. So we're just making sure that we stick tight in those moments and yeah, just play, play, play what's in front of us, I guess. Hey, Tarangi, it's uh, Baz here, bro. Hey, um, the, the message to the boys during the week, is it is it just more of the same as just another game or is it, come on, lads, this is finals time, it's time for us to sort of step up and, and get, get stuck yeah. in here? Yeah, I think it's quite important to get that balance right, eh? We've got a lot of young boys in our team and you sort of don't want to focus too much on, on the finals footy sort of thing, but also that's the excitement sort of side of it. But... Um, it's more of just sort of doing what we have been good at, um, focusing on, on those things and just, yeah, backing ourselves there. But um, that's probably been another strength of ours this year as our young boys have really stepped up. So I'm looking forward to seeing them out there this weekend, especially in the final and, um, yeah, putting their best foot forward. Yeah, what, what would it mean for, for the region, you reckon? Obviously, the, for the boys, it would be pretty special. But what about the region of Taranaki? What are you, oh. if, you, if you boys were to achieve this, what would that mean to them? Oh, it's been massive, to be honest. Um, it's been yeah a tough few years with COVID for everyone in New Zealand and, and around the world as well. So this is sort of one of those things that we'd love to go out there and win win this for them. Um, for all their support, we've got some great fans here in Taranaki, some absolute characters. So, yeah, to, to get a win this weekend would mean a lot for us as a team, but for, for the region as well. They love their footy around here. So, yeah, we'd love to do it for them. Oh, nice, mate. Well, let's talk about you. I know you're a humble man. You probably don't want to talk about yourself, but mate, be very, very impressed with you. And obviously, you're you're a, you're a born natural leader. You're leading the squad. Um, have you been pretty impressed? Like, you know, try not to be humble here, but you're happy with how you're tracking and and things are going for uh, yourself, say? Yeah, no, no. Like, like you said, an absolute battler. And I'm just sort of, I, I love the leadership. You're not a battler. Let's say I've, that. I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got those people around me like Stevie, and it just running the clinic out wide. So, um, yeah, I just focus on my what I do well and just the basics and yeah, the leadership side of things. But I, I'm enjoying it, Izzy. Um, like coming back yeah. from the injury, I was out for sort of ten months, and yeah. you sort of go through some tough times, and just to be back out there playing some constant footy is um, is awesome for me. And just having fun again. I'm just enjoying enjoying being out there with the boys. Each week's a new opportunity, and especially when you're winning, it makes makes life a lot easier. So um, we've been riding that wave quite well. But yeah, this week's a whole whole new ball game. Now. We've, we've got to be prepared, and Otago are going to come up all guns blazing. So 
I don't want to do too much talking before the game and let, let the game sort of take care of itself, hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate, we know how, how grumpy old Barnsley is. How's he been this <laughs> week, mate? <laughs> and, and let's be honest, like, mate, we saw how grumpy he was when there was no promotion relegation match, but how's oh, he been, man? <laughs> he's, a, he's a special character, Barnsley. I've um, got to know him over the last few years, and no, I love, love his coaching style. He's he tells us how it is, which is awesome. Um, even though we've been winning games, we're still getting f bombs dropped in our um, reviews, <laughs> and he keeps us he keeps us on our toes. That's for sure. So he's constantly challenging us as a leadership group, and he just wants the best for us. So now I, I like the way he's rolling, but he's pumped up for finals 42, which is cool. So um, yeah, hopefully we can do a good job for him. He's put a lot of work, and he loves his code. That's for sure. Yeah, nice. Hey, mate. Uh, just quickly before we let you go, yeah. You have a wee dabble on the horses or, or what? <laughs> Mate, I've got a wife that doesn't rate the, the TAB, so I'll find got to be careful. But um, no, nah, she, she's actually probably got better tips than I do. I've, I've been pretty quiet this year. Um, like I said, had no contract last year, so there's not, not enough money in the bank account to be blown on horses. I've got to be a bit smart. But hey, I know, I know you like to dabble, so any tips, just flip them my way, bro. <laughs> Baz has got you one. Oh, not yet, not yet. Oh, We're yeah. gonna see what the text like. Izzy will text you anyway, and we'll let you know. I'll let you oh, know, you, brother. Hey, you... just a quick one before we before we let you go. I'm a yep, uh, yep. coach in, in another life as well. I'm quite intrigued what you said about Barnsley. That no matter, even though he's still winning, he's still yep, riding yep. you guys quite hard. Do, is that like? Do you, does the environment appreciate that as well? Like that that he's quite yeah. a firm type of coach. I, yeah, I think I, I enjoy that. And I think most players enjoy that. Just sort of, you don't want to get complacent in this competition. Every any team can win on the day. So, yeah, if we just sort of got a bit complacent and didn't work as hard as during the week, um, you just sort of let little things go and your standards drop, and and that goes out onto the field as well. So, um, yeah, it's awesome just to keep each other accountable, I guess, at trainings and make sure we're always working hard to be better. Because um, yeah, there's always things you can improve on. That's for sure. Yeah, nice. Tehorangi Walden, Taranaki captain, mate. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Just one little bit of advice, mate. Just don't go door Hawks Bay. Don't go door Hawks Bay, mate. They're don't on holiday. Bro, They're don't on holiday. <laughs> How do you say that? How do you say that? Yeah, don't get me started on it. Nah, mate. Good luck this weekend, mate. I, I think your, your team, you, you've been the... You've been the setters all, all year, and uh, go, go out there and get the treats that you deserve, mate. So thanks very much, Tay. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for that. Awesome. Well, there you go, Baz. Teorangi Walden, mate. He's an absolute champion. He's just signed for the Hurricanes as well. He played for the Landers for a few years, so he's heading to the Hurricanes. So what an absolute champion. Great to have him on board. We've got a few. Um, we've got a few. So it was fascinating to chat that, eh? Like, mm. it's, it's interesting because you'd think, um, you know, from a coaching point of view, and we've, we've talked a bit about, say, the All Blacks in that environment too. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, they sometimes they might need a bit more of a rocket, or even say the black ferns. You yeah. know, the, um, how they're going, and, and just trying to work out: is it the cuddle, or is it the sm- is it the smack around the mm. around the butt that's required from a coaching point of view? So it's quite interesting to hear that that the environment quite likes the yeah. firm grip of of Barnsies, Yeah, so. it's good, eh? It's good, and you'll know that with um, with coaching. Like a lot of players, they react really well to that. 
then a lot of players really go into their shells and they don't want to let the coach down. So they actually start losing sight of their instincts, losing sight. Mm. They don't want to disappoint. They actually turn into robots. Yeah. Look, I'm just speaking on experience. Yeah, I was probably one of those players. <laughs> it's a delicate so, mate, can you just give my ego a little rub? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, mate. I, right. need, I need it every now and then. I'll right. pump you up all afternoon on the links, my friend. Right, it is 7.52 in the morning. On the other side of this, we've got pacing for purpose and Louis Herman what is going to help us out on that one we will be back very soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ on the phone he is in another orbit Lazarus does it again SNZ is pacing for purpose thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand Yeah, good morning. Welcome back. We got pacing for purpose, Louis. You're welcome. You're listening to Izzy Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. You got us, Louis. You got us something for pacing for purpose. I do, Izzy. I absolutely do. It's probably going to be faster than those ducks nibbling on Baz's Cuban cigar. We're back for pacing for purpose. Harness racing in New Zealand. Live the dream. Head to hrnz.co.nz. Right, we are making money for the Child Cancer Foundation. Remember, each week, alongside all of the shows on SCNZ with their respective chosen charities. The idea, we got $50 a week to find a harness winner, then we donate the winnings, and we have a winner this week. The Scan Man has scanned the fields for us down in Winton, and we're sticking with the Southerners since we're you guys are down there too. Race yeah. one, Harry Stamper. They've come for it in the market Ooh. already, and Phil Williamson doesn't often miss with these trotters. Currently getting about $2.90. Let's have a bet, thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. That race jumps at 12.51 later today if you want to play along. Race number one, Harry Stamper. There you go, is he? Harry Stamper, race number one. Okay, okay. I'm just having a wee look at it. $2.90, driven by Phil Williamson. So Phil is the trainer and the driver, and it's $2.90. So I love that, Louis. And what we love about that is getting paid for our Child Cancer Foundation. That's what it's all about. If we win... If we win, we're going to get there. Anyway, coming up after 8 o'clock, we have Quizzy. We have the Bears and Izzy's radio frequency. You have a chance to win. You have a chance to win $1,476. Call at number 9 today. Oh, call at number 11, I should say. Call at number 11. We'll get an opportunity to take me on. Take me on in the Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies. Give us a call now on the Kenatai phone line. 0800 Go into that. Yeah, good luck because it's a toughie. We're off the track down from the cafe coffees now. Here's Trudy for the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. Yeah, yeah. Slowly. Oh, yes, it's that time of the morning. We get up and about down here in Millbrook. How good. We have done it. We have done it. Caller number 11. Caller number 11 is Chris from Boxton. Congratulations, Chris, brother. How are you? Yeah, great, mate. Yeah. Just uh, a wrap to get through. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, you got through, mate. It's your chance. Your chance. The spotlight is on Auckland this week. 
Auckland's frequencies. 14.76 a.m. We're giving you the chance, Chris. You the chance to win $1,476. All you have to do, I'm going to give you 10 questions. You get them all right. You win $1,476. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. I might have missed a couple yesterday, but I've been listening pretty much all the way through. Okay, mate. Okay, mate. Hopefully you heard the first question and the answer. Okay, we're going to get started. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Chris from Foxton. Question number one. Who did the Warriors play in their inaugural NRL game in 1995? Yeah, Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. yeah. That's just Well done. Well done. Question number two. Who is New Zealand's middleweight UFC champion? Israel. Um, no. Israel. Oh, I can't pronounce his second name. Um, I know. You, you, you've got it. Yeah, I know you're on the right Thanks, track. Buddy. I know you're on the right track. It is a tough name to pronounce. Adorsanya. Here we go. Here we go. Question number three. Chris from Foxton. What year did Dame Susan DeVoy win her first women's singles World Squash Open? This is one I never heard. Um, I'll have a stab at this. I'll say uh, 1998. Five. 1998. That is incredible. No, thanks for the opportunity. No worries, Chris, mate. Just hold the line because you've won a few dollars, mate. You've won 28 bucks. And I'm just trying to do the maths, yes. $29.52. So you stay on, you stay on, and now team will sort okay, you out with that, mate. And we'll give you, call, give you another opportunity tomorrow, eh, Chris? Yeah, good. Thanks very much. Awesome, awesome. That was a bit of a toughie. Thanks, Chris. That was a bit of a toughie, Bears. Yeah, I reckon any sort of exact dates or, yeah. or numbers can be difficult. But hey, hey, we, we gave it away yesterday. We want it to be difficult. We're not giving it away for free, but we want you to win. So make sure you listen throughout the day. And we'll give you those first questions. The first couple of questions, you'll get the questions and answers throughout the day. Staffy, Smithy, Kirsty, and Beef. Make sure you stay tuned. But that was radio frequencies. How good! It was great to give away some money yesterday, wasn't it, Bez? Yeah, it went today. But I reckon the old word just came down, lads. Don't be, don't be just giving it away. They're gonna earn it. Because <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough question. Yeah. But he did, he did well. So, well, he still takes away twenty nine bucks, whatever. It's twenty nine dollars mm. he didn't have beforehand. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a wee little dabble later in the week. So, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back after eight o'clock for Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Another opportunity on a Friday. How good would it be heading into the weekend to give you an opportunity to win fourteen hundred and seventy six dollars? It's going to be so good. Yes, mate. Well, it's, it's off-season in the, in the NRL, which means there are plenty of personnel changes across the board for our Warriors. Oh, my Warriors, man, through and through. Although they haven't signed a whale of free agents as of yet, they're still making progress filling out their squad. One man who has returned to the Redcliffe base is club legend Stacey Jones, returning to fill an assistant coaching role. He leaves his post back in New Zealand working alongside our next guest, Tony Iroh, who's running the club's Pathways program and junior side. Tony's with us now on the show to chat all things Warriors and their future. 
Morena, Tony. Morena, man. How are you? Excellent, mate. Thank you for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We appreciate your time and we look forward to chatting to you about the Warriors. Mate, what's it like working with a side which is dead set split across the Tasman at the moment? Oh, it's certainly been interesting and, you know, it's been a, um, you know, a difficult two years for everyone and, you know, obviously, um, you know, for, for our young men, we've, had, uh, we've still got about 80 or 90 boys in our system but uh, effectively, you know, they've been training for two years with um, little rewards. So, um, you know, we're hoping to um, hopefully get some games for them this year and uh, springboard them into, you know, getting onto a, a decent pathway again where we can uh, play the Australian teams a little bit more regularly. But certainly not having the NRL boys around uh, does make it uh, difficult. Um, but, you know, like, it's been difficult for everyone, so we just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, just in terms of, um, obviously, you know, a lot of the group over in Australia still and then some back here. How many staff are actually back here working away back in, in New Zealand? Oh, we've just ramped up our uh, academy program last week. Um, so, you know, the ability to have uh, 25 in, uh, social distance groups. So we've been training in those groups of 20. Um, so we've got quite a number of development staff uh, ready to go. We've um, got quite an ambitious program planned for 2022. So, you know, we've already got a trip planned for two teams to, to go to um, a tour uh, Queensland in uh, April. Uh, there's a new 16s, 18s competition in February, March uh, in association with the Auckland Rugby League and New Zealand Rugby League. So we are reasonably busy. Um, we, you know, we're expecting, like most people, for things to open up a little bit more. And really, our ultimate goal is just to get these boys ready for 2023, where we're hoping to enter the um, New South Wales or Queensland competitions for those age groups. So, yeah, a lot more staff than there has been in the previous year and a half. But um, like I said, with uh, 80 young men, and we're hoping to boost those numbers, um, you know, through the, through the pre-season, uh, we're certainly going to need some uh, hands on board. Mate, tell us about uh, it's Izzy here, Tony. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, tell us about the the academy and the junior Warriors uh, league sides in the past. We've always been there or thereabouts, playoffs, playing finals. You know, tell us about the, the importance of, um, of of the academy and the work that you do allowing these young players an opportunity and actually getting them to the next stage, which is the ultimate goal of playing in the NRL. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So I, I, you know, the club, um, you know, back in the, you know, 2010, 11 and onwards, uh, when the under-20s first started, you know, we, we were the most successful team yeah. uh, in that competition uh, and we're promoting a lot of uh, young men through the first-grade honours. Um, and I think, you know, just over the last few years, we've suffered uh, through various reasons, COVID obviously being the biggest one, and we just haven't had a consistent competition program for those boys. So, you know, um, the boys want to play games at a high level. Um, they want to play it in an NRL jersey, and uh, we've lost a number of young men to Australian clubs just through that reason that we haven't been able to provide that pathway. But um, we're confident, you know, in the next uh, year or so when we can do that, that we'll be able to tap into those, uh, those kids again. Uh, as I said, we've got a big group there. There's some really talented kids. But, um, you know, to, to keep them motivated, to keep them developing, you know, to their potential, to make sure they're getting better. You know, we need mm -hmm. those tough games against the Australian lads. So, um, you know, it's, it's, 
we've got the talent here, undeniably. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, we've just got to find them some games. And um, like I said, we're really, we're really hopeful of getting those games uh, next year for those boys. Um, you know, we've always, already got a couple of Australian teams who are looking to come here as well. So all those, all those little bar- parts where we can um, give them that competition, put them in a Warriors jersey is going to help with their development. Mate, how do like you've probably already answered that we need to play with with you know over in Australia, but for you we have so much talent in New Zealand in the league since and with the under twenties we've seen so many players. How difficult are you finding it right now to retain these players and actually keep them in New Zealand so we're not losing them to Australia and seeing them play for the the Panthers, the Manly Seagulls, the Raiders? You know how what what is needed to to be able to recoup and retain these players. Oh yeah, like like I said, just a consistent competition pathway. I think once the kids can see uh, where they're going um, and what they need to be doing, what games they need to be playing, what competitions they need to be playing, um, it's a lot easier to hold them here. I think you know for a lot of our New Zealand parents, they'd like their boys to be here um, because you know I know there's a, a big attraction you know over in Australia. There's 15 clubs over there, but you know it's uh, it's doggy dog over there. It's, it's not an easy place to be, especially if you're a 15 or 16-year-old. It's extremely competitive. Um, you know, we've got comp- competitive systems here too, but um, it's a lot easier to cope with when you've got your parents, um, you know, at home and a, you know, a home-cooked meal every night to come home to and a, and a bed you're comfortable in. So, um, you know, like I said, I think as long as we can provide these boys um, some uh, some competition, then um, we're, we're confident we can keep the ones that we want to keep. Um, yep. To answer, you know, your question in terms of is it hard at the moment? Yeah, it is pretty difficult. But um, you know, I think you know we've been uh, uh, really really pleased with the response of the boys at training over the last two weeks. We've managed to tie down a few boys um, <laughs> that we think can um, t- can take the next step. Um, you know, over the next few years, and we're hoping yeah. that continues. And um, once we get those uh, competitions guaranteed in 23, then we'd like to really ramp up that sort of recruitment strategy. Nice. Uh, we're chatting with Tony Iro here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hey, Tony, a lot of what you're saying there, it seems it's more than just skill development. How much of what you guys do is is skill development and how much of it is actually life development and planning and we know the pitfalls of, say, the NRL and, and maybe some of the dangers which come with the fame and the fortune. How much of that uh, is your job to prepare them to deal with that? Yeah, well, there's no skill development at the because we can't share equipment, so there's plenty of running development. I know that uh, the job at the moment, uh, the boys. Um, yeah, so they haven't. We've only been in for two weeks, obviously, but they haven't seen a football yet, and they're probably unlikely to see one for another two weeks. But, um, but aside from that, you know, in terms of the education, uh, it's a massive priority. I think you know, and we have uh, uh, Ben Henry who works full time as our uh, welfare officer. Um, we've got Jerry Susu who does a um, half a role between New Zealand Rugby League and, and um, the Warriors in terms of. Education, um, encouragement, and advancement, um, and careers. And I think you know when you look at uh, the numbers of of players that don't uh, manage to uh, graduate into the NRL program. You know about 98 percent of uh, most programs, those boys aren't going to see NRL football. So we've got to get them prepared for that. And I think the NRL is doing a pretty decent job in terms of 
um, you know, education allowances. Most of those allowances are part of our boys' um, contracts. So whether that's paying for school fees if they're at a younger age or tertiary education at a later age. And I know, I know that you know most clubs also, and will be no different in, in that once those boys, if they can graduate to those uh, under 16, 18, or 20 competitions, um, they have to be working or at school, so uh, or studying, so um, at a tertiary institution. So uh, if, they, if they're not doing that, then they're not playing. So I think um, you know the boys, the boys, and the, and the welfare department are doing you know their, their utmost best. Um, to, to keep pushing these kids along. It's a real tough message sometimes for these kids uh, yes. and their parents, yes. you know, when you're, you're telling them that, you know, you've got to be prepared. Plan A is education, plan B is football, because obviously yeah. most boys want to be NRL footballers. And it's yeah. just, I think, just reminded them of the fact of, of those numbers. You know, it's a very, uh, like most professional sports, uh, there's only a select few that can make it. Um, so yeah, we've got, yeah. got to make sure that... Uh, you know, when they leave the organisation, they're they're better equipped to um, to work on their plan A. Mate, love that, love that, Tony Oro, mate. Really appreciate your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We know you've had so much success with the Warriors Juniors and the academy you're running there, the pathways uh, little thing you're running there at the Warriors. So really appreciate your time, mate. And hopefully we can see that success transition into the to the top side over there at Redcliffe's. Um, hopefully we can get a great season out of the Warriors, mate. But really appreciate your time. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, my guys. Awesome, awesome. How good was that, mate? Tony Ora. Well, that's what you want to hear, really. Cause, yeah. I mean, and I love the honesty around not everyone can make it. So yeah. here's the numbers, lads. Yeah. So we'll do our best to support you and to mm-hmm. give you the resource and give you the opportunity but here's the real the realism of the task in front of and, you. And, so. and it's the pressure. Like you get, you see a lot of parents out there. The pressure they put on the the younger kids. And, yeah. and I get a lot of it. A lot of questions thrown at me. Like, oh, my son's going to be an All Black. And I'm like, the reality is, there's only been 1,100 All Blacks ever <laughs> in 100 years. Like, so most like he's not. But have fun. Have fun along the journey and don't have set real high expectations on yourself because they're going to be potentially might be let down in the end of the run. So I love that about him, mate. mate life is important and uh, football is second. So great work from Tony Iroh. Yeah, and, and pretty cool too when he mentioned some of those names. The old boys getting back together. We love those. The old <laughs> Kiwi rugby league boys, which we all love supporting back in the day, and they're in those positions. It is 20 past 8 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. On the other side, we've got Paulie Mawate from the TAP. And it's big thanks from us here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings. Every- it is 8.25 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Maybe you want to talk to us a little bit about the Warriors or maybe the All Blacks. What else could we talk about? Maybe horses? Or maybe you want to talk to us about our golf in Millbrook? Smitty doesn't, so you might. But anyway, we've got we've got from the TAB, it is our live update. Of course, TAB bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Good morning to Paulie Mawate. Morning, Paulie. Yeah, morning. Yeah, morning, boys. I'm just checking my phone and there's no text message here from Baz or Izzy to say, hey, we're Millbrook today. Come on down. Let's have a go. Nothing. What's, what's oh, going on? Do you miss the memo? 
<laughs> well, were you on 0800 get paid from the TAB? Was that your number? Or I, that one. <laughs> I was I was on 0800 the perfect pink. Yeah. Yes. Get up, oh, how good, eh? <laughs> Great tip for them from the boys last week. Sensational victory in the Thousand Guineas. And because of that, you uh, were the biggest winners on the SENZ showdown last weekend. The best tipsters. So that means we're going to put a $100 bonus bet on your tips yes. this week. Yes. Uh, and one lucky listener, if it's successful... Uh, we'll collect the winnings of that tip. So I hope you guys have done the homework and you've got something really, really good. We have. We, we have. have. So we're going to elicit at Tarapa. Tarapa, What, what yes. race is that, Louis? Race 8, the Auckland Thoroughbred Breeder Stakes, the Group 2. Yep, we're going to win to elicit into, wait for it, race 8, the gong over in Kembla Grange on Saturday. A tissue. Oh, nice. there we go. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Right. So you've got two illicit to win race eight at Tarapa. Into a place Into... for a tissue. Ah, okay. Top three for a tissue. Is it top three? Yeah, top three. Top three, a tissue. Okay. Beauty, beauty. Oh, yeah. The boys, the boys are confident. Six dollars twenty twenty one, Paulie. Six dollars twenty one. That's the math on that. So a little hundred dollar bonus bet. Well, that would return five hundred and twenty bucks for a, a lucky someone. If it's successful, it will return five twenty one. Five hundred twenty one for win. one lucky listener. How good. Win. What else you got for yeah. us, Paulie? Um, look, we've we've got a couple of new promotions that we've uh, just thrown out there. We've got a bonus back on the A League, of course. That competition starts this weekend, well, tomorrow night, actually, with Melbourne City hosting the Brisbane Roar. Uh, just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's around our bonus back A-League promotion. But we've also got a racing future-proof promotion, and that's to do with punters who like to bet futures markets. And I'm pretty sure that, Baz, you fall into that sort of that market. So, once again, <laughs> go and check I out the T's and C's. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, check out our future-proof uh, promotion that uh, will be starting uh, next Saturday, Saturday the 27th. Um, all the details are in the Punters Lounge on the TAB website, uh, but check it out. I'll just let you know the Sharks uh, SENZ Showdown tip this week. It's a four-league NFL multi. Oh, here we go. And it comes... Comes out at 324. The Patriots to win, 49ers to win, Titans to win, Browns to win, and Packers plus five and a half. Yeah, the shark's gone. I don't know what he's up Paul, you are the shark. Just admit it. (laughs) I'm not not even a dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Paul Emwati. We've got plenty to work with there. Thanks heaps, mate. Enjoy your day. Of course, that was Paulie Moati from the TAB. TAB promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18 is coming up 8.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're on the final furlong, the home straight. I think it's Amen Corner when, they, when they're talking golf. That's where we're at right now. The bre- breakfast has arrived and looked unbelievable. Thank you, Millbrook.
It's time to go to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Danny Rolson from New Zealand Bloodstock, not far away to talk ready to run. It's just a couple of stories to look at, and this one is loose. Boys, this is loose. South Africa are claiming a betting spike during the Ghana World Cup qualifying game. So they reckon there was a clear pattern of match manipulation during their South Af- during their 2022 <coughs> World Cup qualifier. Just choking on your eggs, Benedict. There. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> There's a bit going on in Milbrook. We'll debrief that in a second. Yeah, Ghana beats South Africa 1-0 on Sunday in the crucial qualifier with at a result that saw the uh, Black Stars advance to the African playoffs of the tournament. Now, South African football is lodging the complaint with FIFA and the governing body in a letter saying the protest is going to be submitted. They're going full here. How is it that there's a betting spike just before a major decision is taking? Therefore, people bet they knew to bet loose allegations from South African football that FIFA is now going to have to deal with following their World Cup qualifying match. And yet the Black Caps, well, they fell to India this morning. Guppy said, Martin Guppy said, it wasn't ideal losing Daryl in the first over. But what the way Chappie, Mark Chapman, adapted, having not played a lot of cricket lately, and, and Chappie scored about 60 off not a lot, which was excellent work. Coming in and spending some time in the middle to put on a 100 partnership with him really helped the team get a competitive total. And the way that they pinned it back, Mitchell Santner's one for 19 bowling figures really restricted them through the middle overs, the Indians. And there was a chance to win it. A couple of wides in the last over from Daryl Mitchell. Mitchell. Baz, just coming back to you, were you surprised to see Daryl Mitchell bowling the last over in a T20 international, or does that make sense for you as a coach? Um, oh, I know why he ended up bowling the last over. Um, they played quite a spin-heavy attack, um, and uh, they Tim Southey used his resource of Trent Bolt and himself and Lockie Ferguson to try and get that game in a winnable situation. So when you're behind the game, all you try and do from a captain's point of view, is take the game as deep as possible. So so Saudi would have been trying to take that to the last over. So you spend your resource early, take it to the last over, because in the last over anything can happen, right? And panic can set in, and even chasing a, a score of 8 or 10 can seem quite an um, insurmountable mountain. So that that's his tactics there. Um, it, it meant that Daryl Mitchell was then thrust into that, that role. Um, but I, I quite like the the tactical play, um, to be fair. Look, I thought the Black Caps were, they went okay. It can't be easy getting up after three days after mm. losing the World Cup final and playing with the team um, slightly weakened. So I thought I thought it was a pretty good effort. Hey, we've got a text here as well um, from Jimmy. Uh, Baz, mate, why are the Black Caps selecting so many spin bowling all-rounders? Sure, they're in India, but um, Robert, uh, Ravi, Santa, Astle and Chappie all spin it the same way, yet the Indians have so many left-handers so they're all spinning the ball into them. Long boundary straight show full pitch. Yorkers around the wicket to to me. Thoughts? You lads might have to start a comp where we can win shares and all these horses, eh? <laughs> That's Jimmy from uh, Puhoi. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. We talk a lot about matchups and mm-hmm. trying to take the ball away from the opposition batters, um, but all of those guys were taking it into 
the opposition. Of course, Glenn Phillips is there. He takes the ball away from the left-hander. So it is an interesting option. I think what they're trying to do, um, keeping in mind there's another World Cup in 334 days or something, um, they will be trying to find out that when they get to India, uh, when they get to Australia for that World Cup, what's their best, who's their best spinner? Keeping in mind that they might be able to provide some backup so, options for you, for you. And I, uh, this is the question now. We've got so many options, but who is our premier spinner? Like, there hasn't really been really anyone that has stepped up since the the great Daniel Vittori has left the game. But for you, who is who is our premier spinner at the moment? Daniel Vittori. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was so good, eh? <laughs> He's still got it. You see him at that black oh, guy. You were there. Like, yeah. Unbelievable. So, look, I yeah, I think Satner is, but he's just a little disappointed in the back end of, of the World Cup campaign. But, mm. look, I think he is. Um, obviously, Sodi as well. It, it depends what you want. We're talking yeah. T20 cricket here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, mate, to be honest. I'd... I think this season we'll find out a little bit more and the conditions that we play on um, are going to determine that. Mm. Um, obviously, Australia, the ball doesn't turn as much, but the grounds are bigger, so we can have someone that takes a bit of air out of the ball, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And I do like having a leg spinner in my sides too, so mm. even though I don't have one over at um, the IPL. Anyway, we better rattle right along because tea time is approaching down here at Millbrook. It is 8.38 in the morning. Up next, the Whisker Series podcast is out now. Join Phil as he chats to Kiwi legends about their experiences with mental health. Donate to Movember now and enjoy the Whisker Series podcast while you're at it. We've got Danny Rolston coming up after this. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 8.43. We're close to Smithy, the doyen. We're going to cross over to him very shortly. But before then, we've got Danny Rolston coming up from New Zealand Bloodstocks as the ready-to-run sales were on yesterday. But before then, before then, tomorrow's Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Question number one. Question number one. Are you ready? How many championships... Did Michael Jordan win with the Bulls? How many championships did Michael Jordan win with the Bulls? The answer is six. The answer is six. So that is for tomorrow's Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. And uh, also, yeah, we're going to get ripped straight into uh, Denny Rolston as we're going to talk about the ready-to-run sales, Baz. And I'm up and about because I'm excited. I'm, I'm owning... Half a leg, mate. So I'm into it. That's right. You're a horse owner, mate. Just turn that mic around there. Just so there we go. Thanks, brother. <laughs> That's right. Day one of the 2021 New Zealand Bloodstock Ready to Run sale at Tarapa this year is done and dusted. No doubt there is a bit of a relief felt across the board. It was a unique version of the sale, but it still was a hit with all the buyers and the sellers alike. And some of our th- premium, premium thoroughbred flesh went through the ring. There's a couple of quick stats I want to give you from day one, which illustrates the positivity that we've seen in the industry. The average is up $35,000 to $130,000 per lot, with the overall turnover up from $7.8 million to $9.7 million. Now, Danny Ralston is Bloodstock Sales Manager for NZB, absolute champion of a man as well, and he joins us here this morning. Good morning, Danny. Welcome. Good morning, boys. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure to chat to you, actually, Danny. Mate, just a quick one. We'll get straight into it because Izzy's not going to be able to resist. Izzy bought a, a share in Lot 21 yesterday. So you think Colt, out of a Lonro mare, 
So he's up and about. Oh. His first, his oh, first no, dip not, into the game. Not that, one. <laughs> not, not that one. Tell me you didn't. Oh, that oh, one. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> no, no. I'm just giving you a wine there, Izzy. That's a um, geez, he's a nice cult by the by the champion. So you're thinking. He had a lot of a lot of his dad about him. So if he goes off gallivanting all around the US and the, and Europe and Australia, winning Group Ones, you'll be uh, you'll be in fine feather with that top hat on, my boy. Oh <laughs> man, I'm up and about, and I've got my hat on. It's on the floor now. Yeah, he's pumped. He is pumped, honestly. <laughs> and that's why the game does right. It just gets you blooming up and about and, and right into it. Hey mate, let's talk about the sale. It was there a bit of a relief amongst the the NZ Bloodstock crew today um, after after a successful first day of the sale. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's always a bit of trepidation going into any sale, Baz, and um, this year was sort of uh, that, that on steroids, if you like. I mean, we were right out of our comfort zone. I mean, we've sold before with no international borders open and, and managed to um, to pull a trick. And then this year, of course, without being uh, having access to our world-class facilities in Auckland, um, you know, picking up the show and, and just moving for... Um, for a sale that we hope uh, turns over in excess of 20 million in, in between yesterday and today um, was no mean feat. So to get through day one was a was a good relief, but we're still um, we're still fully focused in and and getting the rest of the um, rest of the sale completed in, in good order today. Yeah, mate, it must have been a logistical nightmare. We've had plenty of guests on who have been involved. We had John Hart on this morning talking about. Um, trying to organise a New Zealand golf open under these kind of um, COVID restrictions and travel borders, etc. What about for your sale, mate? Like, it has how's it how's everyone responded, vendors and purchasers alike, to to what you guys have been able to do to try and get the sale online and successful? Um, the the road's not been easy, but it's probably uh, you know it's what's probably progressed is uh, you know with the first lockdown last year going into um, into Karaka in January. 21, uh, you know, the, it was so unknown, and there was a lot of um, a lot of uncertainty. Where we sort of, um, you know, as a company, we we took the lead for the industry, and we made some big calls. And you know, I think there was a bit of a feeling uh, out there amongst our customers and our and our buyers that we we got it right, and our technology was robust, and our systems were good. So I think there's been a huge amount of faith and trust put in us by our customers, and and they've been duly repaid with um, pretty good sales so far. Yeah, nice, Danny. Hey, I uh, really appreciate you on, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hey, mate, what were some of the highlights yesterday? I saw Dave Ellis uh, stamped his mark with Tiakau, the Savabil etiquette uh, horse there, mate, 640,000, <laughs> biggest one of the day. Were they some of the highlights? What were some of your highlights? Yeah, look, I, I mean, that's a, a story in itself, isn't it? Tiakau, they buy a Savabil colt, you just buy a share today. They send it to Jamie Richards. He gets it fit. Opie Bosson hops on it, and you win a Group One. I mean, it's, it's uh, <laughs> is it that <laughs> like easy? It's easy, right? It is. Yeah, it's easy. Um, but no, I think the highlights really were, um, you know, everything going well. I mean, we were so out of our comfort zone in a different facility. With, um, you know, it's so important that our technology works and that our customers get well paid. And um, I think the highlight really is. Um, you know, turnover average median up so far. I mean, that was a real highlight. Um, we've got a fair bit of work to do with um, with with the clearance rates still ahead of us, but um, this is a really unique sale where day two is generally a lot higher clearing than day one, um, and then we see a bit of a um, bit of a feeding frenzy under some of those past and lots from earlier today, uh, earlier yesterday. So, um, I, I guess highlight really um, highlight really was was the, the sale posting such good figures. 
Hey, mate, before we let you go, we know you're a busy man and things are kicking into gear. Today, what, what lots can we keep our, our eye out for? Well, what we've done is we've made it real easy for you. We've got three real highlight horses there that are all they're all going to go off between about 2 and 3 p.m. Um, they start with lot 195 by Piero, lot 202 by Pur and Canto, and 218 by Sacred Falls. So they're three of the horses I think will be figuring in the press release at the end of today, and we've just done you boys a favour and put them in a nice little close lump there between well, 2 and 3 so we don't take up much of your day. We were having a look at 195 uh, yesterday, but it, the old mate went and bought... Don't tell anyone that. That's a bad pre <laughs> <Nah>, strategy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we appreciate that, Danny. So lots, 195, 202 and 218. There might be the next golden 60. Beat the clock, Mongolian Khan, turn me loose, Ginger Nuts, Tiakia, oh, Shark, come just, on. just to name a couple. So the roll of honour that comes out of the ready-to-run sale is quite something else and unparalleled or and uncompetitive. And well, without uh, peer anywhere else across um, this platform. So, congratulations to you, mate. All the best for today. Wish all our all our fans and our friends there at um, New Zealand Bloodstock a, a really successful day. Get out of Seeps for us as well. Thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy, Danny. Thank you, boys. Love being on the show. Love what you do. Keep it up. You're a champion. That is Danny Ralston from New Zealand Bloodstock. Undoubtedly where winning belongs. And that was our lovely McCafe coffee catch-up as well as, mate, you can't, you can't. I can't do that. You can't can I not do, do that? that Why can't I do that? Because then you're going to be on it. And then it's like. Well, I'm not going to be on it. But then, then the vendors go, oh, is this on it? I'm going to I'm just going to make sure. Nah, I've got nothing, man. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Right, we're coming down to the last 10 minutes of our show. It's 8.51 in the morning. Yes, we're living our best life down here in Queenstown. Escape the everyday at Millbrook Resort, Queenstown. Visit millbrook.co.nz to book your stay. We are feeling for everyone up there in Auckland. You guys will be out and about very soon. And here is a great place to visit down here at Millbrook. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll catch up with Doyen and Smith for temper on the other side.